Hey guys, welcome to the Save Continue podcast, where every week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. As always, I'm Shanae Howard, and with me is Ryan Robinson. What up? What up? What up? It's me, Ryan Robinson. I'm here on the show again. <laughs> uh, so what games have you been playing this week? Well, let's see. So still more Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, according to Kaylee, I'm nearing the end, probably. Fuck yeah! Didn't she? Is that what she just got a platinum on? Yeah, oh no, she just got she got a platinum for Valhalla the other night, and now she just got a platinum for God of War because she went back in and cleaned up the trophies on that. Um, oh, so she's just succeeding every single night. Sure, that's, that's nice. All she does is win, win, win. Uh, and then, uh. so after Valhalla, I'm thinking that I will start on persona 5 royal and, royal that's yeah. it yeah so i think i said gold, golden last time because i keep thinking of persona 4 golden because well uh, uh but yeah persona 5 strikers comes out i think february and so what is what is that one so that's basically like you know the dynasty warriors games are you aware of those mm-hmm. okay so it's basically that yeah with, i, I with, played them it's basically that with persona 5 stuff uh, so. uh, actually, a little bit before the show, I was looking, I was watching a Dynasty Warriors video. Sure, those are fun games. Um, and let's see, I played some uh, Warframe. I okay, so last night I had to get all the stuff to get because there's this there's this quest to get a little doggy boy that hangs out with you and helps you fight. So I had to get all the shit together to get my doggy boy. So first. I had to get the DNA or some kind of DNA sequencer or something for the doggy boy. And I had to do another mission to get to find the egg that the doggy boy hatches out of. Okay, and then I had to mm-hmm. get I had to get the power core for my on for the incubator on board my ship, and then I put all that together, set the incubator up, and now I'm just waiting for my doggy boy to hatch. It'll be another. Uh, it, it has a 48 hour time on it. It's been 24 hours already. So tomorrow. One more day, yeah, and t- then you'll have a new dog. One more sleep till doggy uh, boy. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny that you talk about that because uh, you were the second person to describe that process to me because I was talking about, we're talking about games at work today, and uh, and we we're talking, and Warframe got right up, and I was like, hey, like, you know, one of the, my uh, co-hosts plays it. And then everyone on tangent about what their dogs were like and what I'm, they did with their dogs. Shanae, and and all- I was like, why has he never talked about this before? I'm not. I'm not just your co-host. I'm your friend. I I just didn't want to assume. I sure. and it'd be really awkward to like, record it. You'd well, be like, mm. let me correct that. After what just happened, <laughs> I was your friend. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, like I haven't like I haven't really played Warframe regularly until kind of recently, and I didn't really know about the Doggy Boy stuff until uh, a couple nights ago. Oh no, that's. And then that's fair. Now that I know that you just got to it, it makes sense why you've never mentioned it. Uh, yeah, uh, so I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Um, I played a little bit of, I played some more Dauntless. Um, still having fun with that, and then, um, and then now I am just, uh, I played another game. I'm gonna talk about it right now. I played another game, and I had fun with that, and we'll talk about it later. But uh, I feel like that's. It, I, oh, I almost started Hearthstone, and then I then I immediately remembered why I stopped playing Hearthstone and deleted it. <laughs> so good choice. Yeah. So um, I've actually been playing a lot this week. 
Let's hear um, it. Let's hear the rundown. I can't. I kind of thought about talking about it like as a topic, but you know, what? I'm just gonna give it a. I uh, resubscribed to Apple Arcade. Cool. It's been a while, and I found out uh, actually a hot minute ago. I want to say like in the summer, uh, that game that I was like really obsessed with with it, Outlanders, got like five more levels. Cool. And so I was like, well, I want to play more levels of that game because that was my favorite game of there. And I remember last conversation we had about it uh, on the show, like we were talking about like. How is it going to be in the future? Is it still going to be, like, as curated as it is now? And I kind of wanted to give an update. So I played, like, so I re-downloaded some of the old games to see, like, what else had been updated and had new gameplay. There wasn't, like, a whole lot, but, like, uh, Sayonara Hearts was good again. And then um, there's, like, Collage Arts, which is, like, what I another game I played that's, like, beautiful. It's, like, black and white, and, like, you go and you move around, and, like, you kind of, like, make words happen, and you go through these, like, beautiful, like, kind of, like, origami, like, shifting landscapes. I feel and like I on, know like... what you're talking about, because I think I play, like, and then, like, after you put them all together, then it all, then, like, that pops to, like, all the color shows up? Or am I thinking of something else? Um, I think it's, it's another game that they had out, this is, like, a, I think it's a newer one than last, because I don't know how recently you've had Apple Arcade again. But this one, uh, it's like a book that you go through. Mm. Uh, but it's beautiful. And then I played the same. And then there's the Samurai Jack game that's pretty good out there. Um, I also played like this kind of like creepier game called Creek. And the art style kind of reminds me like of uh, now I'm so blanking on the name. Uh, it kind of. Re- Reminds me of, like, uh, The Adventures of Flapjack and Captain Knuckles, but, like, darker. And there's a game that I'm thinking about, but cannot name, so it doesn't matter anymore. Okay. But, so, I played about, like, five or six games, like, newer games, and re-downloaded it. And I still think they're doing good. Like, I, like, some of the game. Oh, yeah. I played a Game of, game of Thrones game as well. Was it, Hill like... Crow, which is about... Is, the, is that Game of Thrones? Because I feel like I just saw an article for... an article. An advertisement for a Game of Thrones game... And the advertisement had you making all sorts of choices. Uh, yeah, so is it like, like you're at the wall? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so it's that game. And okay. uh, so the, the Devolver Digital is a part of it. Uh, I forget who the, like, the, like, uh, the developer actually is, but it's all right. Yeah. Like, I kind of was expecting, so it's like, I got really excited that it's going to be about, like, the first Knights of the Watch and like be about history and all these tales and i liked that card game i forgot the name of it but like the one where you just kind of like went back and forth and like you could die at or you can keep going Bates, and i think yes yes uh that one i like that one so i was like all right so this is probably be up my alley but like there's like weird timers on it and there's yeah. no like countdown and you can't tell like and so like, sometimes they're like oh well like there's no new messages or there's no decisions near like come back later the north will wait yeah and but like it doesn't give you like a time frame so some of these things are like instant and some of them are like 10 seconds or a minute and it's just like it there's no real way to tell like there's a little bit because it kind of gets closer on the map but it's still very vague yeah uh is this and this is also on apple arcade yes okay and yeah so that one's honestly a little bit underwhelming i think it has like a good like, it's just, with that style of, like, gameplay and making the choices and, like, having to do all these ranger stuff, 
It's just like there's free to play games that work better, have more like content, yeah, and look and like look better and like have more options because there's not really anything that you see. You just see that wall, and then like you kind of see like ex- like a map, sure, and that's it. So there's not like so that there's no like animation or nothing that plays out whenever you choose no. something. Hmm. No, uh, like. So say like you send somebody on an expedition, like you'll see like on a very plain map, like the dots going to like them going to an area. Yeah. And you see the shield, shield of the person you sent out, and they're just moving along. And like huh. you don't, and like so say they get there and they just send like a raven to you. You may see a raven fly across that dotted map. Yeah. That's the only animation you really see. Yeah. Like. Well, you know. It's a, a raven every now and then like it's it's very like i mean the story is interesting and i do like have suspense when i make these choices because like there's that fomo feeling but overall it's very underwhelming sure well like i always i kind of i'm always reticent to try games that are licensed in some way because like i always feel like they most more often than not, they serve as an advertisement for whatever they're licensed from, uh, and they're and they're usually not Some very compelling it. to play. I like the Fates one basically because it's just still Fates. Yeah. And then um, I also like the Telltale uh, Game of Thrones one. Oh yeah, I but got I like f- games. That... I got through a few episodes of that. It's pretty good. Yeah, I like the. I mean, of course, it had all the bugs that Telltale games had because. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but um, I like I like games like that that add to the story. Like I like ones that aren't the main storyline. Oh, I have to bring this up because I know that you would be very interested. Uh, the other night, last night, uh, played the uh, KFC dating sim. Oh my god! <laughs> Why did you not say this earlier? I don't know. I just I just I totally forgot. Who are your dating options? The like Colonel. things on the menu. The Colonel. Oh, the Colonel is your only dating option. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's very anime, and it is very, uh... What is this on? Uh, you can get it on computer. Uh, it's free. I don't know what other platforms yeah. it's on. Uh, but... send, me the, send me the link to it, please. Yeah. Please and thank you. It's very... I will play this out. It's very, I'll play this later. <laughs> it's very... It is very silly. Uh, but it's, you know, it's it's better than I expected. And, uh, when I say I... So, Did you fall in love? <laughs> I guess, so like okay so the way the way that it happened was um so we have a friend who does a stream uh three times a week and uh i always and so we were basically we were all playing it together so i counted as me playing it because you know i was there and um so we're so i saw it uh, yeah i saw it so it was like it was a, it was a whole <laughs> night full of like dating sims and like we did the first dating sim that we tried was a it was like a it was like you're supposed to be dating cats but um okay there was no actual it it moved very slowly and uh we like we uh, we ended up noping out of it pretty fast um there's a there's it's not like a dating i don't think it's a i think it might be a dating game but it's like cat presidents you date them, but you're also their like secretarial aide. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> for some reason, my fucking Facebook Messenger just popped open. Uh, 
Weird. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, so yeah, it was on my it was on my friend. Uh, I was I'll, I'll go ahead and shout her out. It was on my friend uh, Brooks' uh, stream. She's uh, she's Doc Brook on Twitch, and she basically just plays. She mostly plays games that like have some kind of social commentary. And uh, or are you know games that are developed by people of color um, and other sorts of indie games, and um, it's a very it's a very politically conscious, uh, socially conscious stream, and it's just cool to hang out. Um, but yeah, so we played we played through the um, we played through the KFC one, and it's just it's just silly because like the whole thing is like the colonel is like this this hot young like stud. And he's like, he's still got the trademark. He he's still got the trademark mustache oh goatee combo. Uh, but he's like, he's like very much like an anime hot boy. Uh, and every all he talks about, of course he is. Why he, wouldn't he be? All he talks about is like his dream of opening the the best chicken restaurant ever, and like, like yeah. he's using his recipe to whatever to like to make sure everybody tastes the most amazing chicken that they've ever eaten. Uh, and so the whole thing takes place at a culinary school where both you and the colonel are students. Uh, and then the game kind of just unfolds yeah. from there. Um, very. Um, so yeah, so you, so you start off with him before he's successful. Yeah. So he knows you love him before the money. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah. the money from that secret recipe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, di- I dig that. Yeah, yeah of course. It's pretty, it's, it was, it's pretty entertaining. Um, uh. <laughs> and then we also then also we we played the beginning of Dream Daddy, and the the daddy was modeled after yours truly, uh, so. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do like Dream Daddy. Dream Daddy is pretty funny. I uh, I think there's like one and isn't there two of them? I don't I think know. There's about, one and two. I don't know about that, but I do know that there are, there are some dads. I saw those dads. Oh yeah. So there's some uh, there's some, uh, there's some dad bot in the, that dream daddy. <laughs> uh, the most the most charming thing I saw in because we didn't go all the way through. We kind of we got a little bit we got like an hour or so into it, and then uh, the stream ended. But the most charming thing I saw with that game was there's a Pokemon style mini game about you and another dad bragging about your daughters, and like and you guys just take turns like. Like swapping brands. My daughter's this great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. I, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, no, Dream Daddy. Like, even though obviously it's a very it's like simple, like silly game and like premise, it still also like celebrates good dads. Yeah, good gay dads. <laughs> and I and because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So women and men, women and men love that. Yeah. So uh, that was fun. But um, yeah, I'm really I'm I'm just like. Like I said, I'm getting through this Valhalla. I'm in the, and I'm not really. I don't feel like I'm in a rush, like because I'm actually like really enjoying it still. Um, you know, the story is really good, and uh, Avor is really cool. Like she's fact, in fact, she's like probably the most human protagonist. Uh, uh, Wait, how do we jump back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla? But because <laughs> I, but um, yeah, I just want to finish. I want to play Persona Five because, like everybody I know. That is like into JRPGs has played it, and I really want to play it, and that's a, that's a dating sim of sorts too. <laughs> so, I mean, it is. You do have like a best girl, uh, but I mean, like Fire Emblem, Fire or, or Boy actually, because yeah, 
but like Fire Emblem's also a dating dating Sims of sorts. So, uh, yeah, I've been wanted to. I wanted to ask you about Fire because like Fire Emblem came up in a conversation recently. And what's that new one called? Three Houses, right? Yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses. The one that I played. I want the one that I've played through five times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. Love it. So like. I don't know. Like I've I've always like every time a Fire Emblem game comes out, I want it. Like I want to like I want to try it, and then I always I always bounce off of it. And but the, the way people I have think, been talking about that one, I just want to try it so bad. So it's like different than any than any of the other ones I've played before. Like I've talked about on the show before. One of the things that I really enjoy about it, even though people like shit on it because people gatekeep is the fact that you have the option for the, like, to turn off the the death mode. Like, yeah. you can turn it off, like, off of classic. And I like that, because like I've said before, like, I play it like it is that way, but there's so many times with Fire Emblem games that I have, like, gone through this, like, arduous battle, and at the last move, like, my favorite character dies, and I'm like, I don't play this anymore. Or, my favorite character dies, and I haven't saved for hours. I'm like, well, fuck me, that I'm game not, doesn't have auto I'm save? done with this game. Uh, no. I think no. I think Fire Emblem Three Houses does. I think so. Is it better? I think no. Or, I think. Or you might have to make the choice. I don't remember on that front. To be honest, it's been a little bit. But um, I know like past games didn't. Yeah. I know that the one that played on the DS, 3DS didn't. I, but um, like I've just been conditioned by autosave <clears throat> at this point because I've been using. I've I've had autosave for so long that it's very easy to forget to manually save. And I just feel like that would be, like, I forget to save one time, and that's the time where I didn't save for, like, 15 hours, and then I gotta do all this shit all over again. Yeah, like, I think it, like, it prompts you to save before a battle, so, like, it kind okay. of is, like, an autosave. Or I think it might be, like, a feature that you turn off or on. But, um... I know that, like, with Fire and Three Houses, like, it is, it is easier to save, but still, there's just at times that there's, like, some battles that are, like, it's, like, an hour and a half, and, like, it's the last fucking move, and I'm just, like, go, f like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore, <laughs> like, this is, I suck at games, this is maddening, like, may, like, I mean, most of the time, I will, so we'll go back through it, though, but still, like, with this also having, like, the, um, like, monastery aspect, where you have, like, classes, you interact with them, in a much different way than, like, past games. I don't know. I There's a lot of really good things about Fire Emblem Three Houses that, I, yeah, would totally recommend to people wanting to get into the franchise. Okay, I'm going to buy it. Um, Do maybe, it. Maybe. And I then... Know. I just bought a vacuum but, cleaner today. Uh, that's, but, that's my big purchase. I got a... Uh, Birdo gifted me a Roomba. That's bad. Man, you we were just talking me? about a Roomba, man. That would be so fucking cool. So... Yeah, love it. Also, would recommend Roombas. I'm just going to be sponsoring all the things I like today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, so he got it. He gave it to me early. It was my Christmas gift. Gave it to me early. And I just now start, set it on my phone, like a schedule. Like I set it this weekend mm -hmm. for to run Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays at 5 a.m. And I forgot I did that. And I woke up to like a, to like a nicely vacuumed apartment. I was like, ah. Oh. <laughs> What is this the future? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! And it, <laughs> and it just goes back into its hidey hole when it's done. Yeah, or if I'm like done with it, like one time we were watching like Clone Wars and it kept, uh, it's like running into stuff and being a little bit annoying. 
So I paused it and told it to go home. So it just went back to its home. And I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to deal with it right now. I'll turn it back on later. Like That's badass. The only thing that's annoying about it is since we have dog hair, uh, it like the rollers, it'll get in there. And so, like, I am, like, pretty anal retentive about cleaning out my vacuum cleaners. Yeah. Um, so that one really frustrates me because I'm just constantly pulling out Luna hair. Um, but, like, the actual, like, tank of it is pretty easy to clean, too. Yeah. Well, we, got, we just got... It, it's, we, just a, it's, a, it's a dump thing. We just got a regular vacuum cleaner today. And... Huh. Uh, what, is, what is this? What? 1950s? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, no, like... Um, what uh kaylee did one pass of the vacuum cleaner over the carpet and it's just like the most i can't describe to you the magnitude how disgusting the magnitude of that whatever that that mass it's, that was in the filter i i actually love at the end of vacuuming like dumping out the vac the like the because like, you feel like you, you feel like you're really cleaned you know? Yeah, because I'm just like, oh, my place is so dirty. But now it's not. Like, yeah. All this stuff is gone. You have physical like, hey. evidence that it's not dirty anymore. Yeah. No, this is – and then, um, yeah, so, like, the the Roombas is just a part that slides out. And it's just a button. You press it, and then you just dump and put it back in. It's super ne- easy. Man. Yeah, I uh, – maybe, maybe I'll yeah, use that no. $600 check that the, that the government is sending us <laughs> to buy a Roomba. <laughs> Oh, you can only spin it at Kohl's. Oh. oh. Uh, I don't know if Kohl's has Roombas or just the the uh, off-brands. I do. <laughs> like, I'm not going to get on a rant about this, but I do think that it's funny that... It's funny in, like, an ironic way that, like, they sent us $1,200 eight months ago, and then we were like, that's not enough money. We were very vocally, that's not enough money. We are like, well, you know what? We're going to send you it half that. <laughs> we're going to send you half that this time. So you, so you don't... Eight, uh, we're, so eight months later. <laughs> yeah, eight months uh, later, we're gonna send you. We're gonna send you half of that, but whatever. That, this is this is. I not... mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's only like plenty of other countries that are getting like I don't know, like sure. close to two thousand dollars a month sure. for like all of their stuff, but whatever. Yeah, I Still. mean, it's, not, um, it's you know, it's not like we live in a in a in a developed country or anything, but. Whatever. This is this isn't the time or place. I won't I won't get off on a tangent on that. I just thought. Yeah. It was... So what else I've been playing is I've actually been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses this week. You played and... it again. <laughs> You've been playing it again so, after playing it five times. So I played it four times, and I was on my fifth playthrough, and now I'm very close to ending my fifth playthrough. I actually picked it up to where like I left it off like a year and a half ago, and still remembered and feel like really good about it. Um. Yeah, which is like weirder because I don't remember the battles. But yeah, like I just I don't know. I think it's just like muscle memory. It's something that I like, I like really think about now. But I know like you can like you do choose to do saves on like some not the point. Anyways, uh, so I played a little bit of Fire Emblem Houses. Um, okay, let me ask you this: and, Who has the better boys, Fire Emblem or Persona Five? Go. Better boys or girls or both? Better, better boys. Mm, gonna have to go with Fire Emblem, one thousand percent. Huh. Hmm. Cause the, cause the thing is, like, the Joker, he's a pretty decent boy, depending on how you play him. Sure. And then the blonde boy, whose name I cannot think of right now. Oh, uh, that's Ryuji. Uh, def- His name is Ryuji. Yeah, Ryuji. Uh, very good boy, very caring. 
Um, but there's like 27 boys in Fire Emblem. Oh, yeah. I guess all I guess of them are a, good. I guess, they just, <laughs> I guess they just win by sheer magnitude of the boys. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Fire Emblem's like, got them boys. There's a lot of boys. Um, yeah. Because you got Raphael, who's giant, and his shirt, his, he's so big, his shirt buttons can't button all the way. They're all a little, like, stretched. And he's just a good boy who loves eating food. And then there's a girl who also loves food. And I always, like, put when I'm on the team, like, make them do stuff together. I'm like, fall in love. Yeah. Talk about food together forever. Uh... <laughs> That's cute. Uh, and, then, and then there's, like, Ash, who's, like, a little boy, like, little sniper boy. And, and yeah, all of them good boys. Love okay. them all. Okay, I can I can down with that. Only thing about persona, uh, uh, the only thing about Fire Emblem though is those boys can die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you can also choose to where they just take a little nap. Nah. No, I, <laughs> like I so, this this is the thing. Like that's the thing, right? Is that if a game has a permadeath mode, I want those stakes to be as high as possible, because if permadeath is off, there's no stakes, there's no tension. So I want those stakes to be super high. They, no, they, I want to gamble with their lives. There's still a lot of, well, there's still like a lot of fights that even like you'll still like, like and while you do the learning curve or depending on like the difficulty you choose, yeah. there's still a lot of fights that are pretty difficult. And even if like you're min maxing like, throughout your week, because it's like the weekend that you can go and do expeditions and like do battles uh-huh. during the week. Like you're you're doing school, so <laughs> fuck school. Uh, so. No, I mean, no, so school is pretty helpful. Okay. And, <laughs> like, it's how you do better in battles. Sure. Uh, besides, like, experience or whatever. And, um, but yeah, no, anyways, it's a good big game. And then, of course, we're playing Divinity, and that's it. But our topic for this week do it. <laughs> is not Fire Emblem. I wanted to talk to you. Um, well, at first, I think brought up is just, like, why actors and actresses are like bad at playing video games and like TV shows, but then we kind of stretched it to all media. Yeah. Yeah. So. And. I just, okay. So here's my thing is right. Like I never watched a TV show or a movie where the fact that anybody is playing a video game at any given moment is important to any part of the story. Unless, of course... Right on, on Me will probably be the exception to that rule. Uh, I don't know what that is, but... I'll send you a link, but Shadow of the Colossus is, a, like, a, is like an actual like part of the plot. Okay. Uh, it just, it's always seems like it's like, it's it's a background thing, right? It's something that they're doing while they're talking to each other or what have you, but it's never actually relevant to anything. Um, and I always wonder if, no. if that's, if I've always wondered, like if that is the way that they're going to approach it, then why bother including the idea of anybody playing a video game at all? And normally, because it's something that people do. Same way that, like, they'll talk to, like, there'll be things talking while they're playing instruments or other things. Yeah. And, like, sometimes that stuff isn't a part of the plot. It is just showing that, that it is a thing that people do. So I'm not necessarily mad at these things happening in shows and movies because it happens. Um, 
But I was like, I forgot what I was watching, but I was watching something where I was just like, this is bad. This is not how you play games. Yeah. And it got me thinking about, like, uh, kind of like the different ways that people are, like, do bad things. And I was looking at examples. So, like, one of the things that I think is super funny that they do in movies is, like, basically put, like, 8-bit sound effects to more modern games. Yeah, I think that's, like, a, that's, Wait, some, kind a- <laughs> of copy- that's some kind of, like, copyright thing, I think. Uh, but the thing is, like, why can't you show the visual of the game? Yeah, I don't know. Like, and name it, and name it sometimes. But play Galaga noises. And I think it has to do with the fact that people think that's what video games sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, uh, so I was looking for specific examples, and some of the stuff I haven't seen, but I did watch YouTube videos on all of them. Uh, so, like, Dexter and Halo 3. Uh-huh. So Dexter is playing Halo 3 during that time, and at, he's playing it on PC, which at the time, I don't think it was on PC. I don't know. And, and also, it had, like, the Galaga noises to it. Also, Charlie's Angels, the 2000 movie, playing Final Fantasy VII and Galaga noises. Huh. That's crazy. And... <laughs> you know what's funny is because I, I actually remember loving that movie, and I don't remember that at all, but... There's, like, two kids, like, in one scene, like, playing it. Uh, I see. But, uh, and, like, it kind of, and that kind of also brings it to another thing. Is that they show a lot of games on, like, consoles that they weren't on consoles. And that also confuses me. Because I'm just like, are you putting the video in later? And if so, then the game doesn't fucking matter. Why not, like, just pick a game on the thing that you have? Yeah. Um... Well, I think it's, like, it, the weird thing to me about it has always been, like, does no one that works there play or own a video game console? Like, you mean to tell me that nobody on the crew... And it's, like, it's kind of a nitpicky thing, right? Because, like, again, like I said, it's not really relevant so- to, like, the story. But And I think... But, like, it's still, like, it it's bothersome. So, uh, that's a funny thing. So I was going to bring it up later, is some of the worst perpetrators of this of of like bad video game stuff is like things like law and order svu oh yeah i was just talking about law and order last night with uh there's two bad video game episodes that i remembered uh and i hope you Uh, i hope you've seen them so uh i but reminds me of that is so i uh so like law and order svu uh, there is, like, people on that show that do play video games. Yeah. And, like, some of the actors. And, um... I am blanking. I don't know what's wrong with my brain tonight. I think I... It's because I'm, like... So there's, there's Ice-T. J- I kept wanting to call him Ice-Cube, and I know it wasn't right. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there's there's Ice-T. So Ice-T, he, do- he does actually play video games, and, like, he's been involved... But there's, like, a really famous, like, meme of him, like, on the show. Uh, like, someone's talking about, like, you know, politics or whatever. He's like, oh, th- uh, that sounds more intense than, like, he's like, I was reading on Kotaku that it's, like, more intense than the, like, Civilization V expansion Brave New World. And what? it was, like, said in the most awkward way. Like, but his that's brain like, was breaking. That, as that's, he says, but it's, it's, like, it's, like, so specific. <laughs> 
<laughs> such a specific thing to say. I don't, I don't want to send you this video later. Cause, and, like, the thing is, like, I have seen, like, videos of him, like, playing games and, like, talking about it with people. Yeah. And it just, like, blows my mind. And then there's also things, like, 40-year-old version where, like, Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen are playing video games. Like, Seth Rogen is, like, holding the controller like no human has ever <laughs> held it. Yeah. And, like, using his, like, they're playing some shooter. And he's, like, using his, like, wrist on things. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people talk about that being bad video game stuff, but he's had to have played a video game before, and I'm pretty sure he was just doing that for the yucks. Yeah, I mean, and again, I th was... I think that, like, the the video game is always background dressing, and I think that, like, you can kind of just represent it in literally any way that you want, um, because it's so, it's so rarely that the scene is focused specifically on that activity. And so like, like with that scene, like it's just like, you're supposed to be, the viewer is supposed to be focused on Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen making jabs at each other. And it's less about them like playing the video game. Uh, but like as someone who plays video games, uh, you notice it and then it's kind of oh, hard yeah. to not fixate on it like similar thing to people who like are in like the medical field and see like medical dramas or people play instruments and see them play instruments yeah. like if you know a thing you're like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> um <laughs> and i uh and i think like some of the stuff that people like like kind of going back to like law order and like ncis there's also like a tie and like csi there's also like a csi episode where it's like a gears of war tournament and they find out, like, the guy's been cheating, and they find, like, all his cheat hacks, like, printed out on some, like, sheets. And it's all just, like, HTML code. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is not how... <laughs> <laughs> and he was apparently cheating on console this way. Uh... Uh... Not how any of this works. But they also get everything wrong. This also, like, are the things that, like, do, like, two people, one keyboard, and hacking, and all the other stuff. But I do think it's very funny. Um, another thing that I kind of, like, that also, like, you see in a lot of stuff is, like, people jumping in and out of games. Like, that's something you can do in a lot of them. Yeah. Like, like, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I knew, like, th I knew that's what you were referencing. <laughs> also, Scrubs. Yeah. Uh, when, like, Turk and Carla are playing, like, Halo. And, like, she ends up, like, getting really into it. And she, like, hops in on his game. Like, she can just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, and I, I mean, like, yes, they all are using the vehicle, like, as a vehicle to move the story along. It's the same thing about like having people running or jogging, yeah. having them like accomplish something or do something creates movement and flow in the conversation and tension. Right. And it is like a th thing that you do in storytelling, but it is very funny that they're using this as a tool and they're using it so poorly. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, like, I, because, like, for me. Like, I do tend to, like, and I don't know, I don't remember when this started, but I did, I did start to fixate on, like, the way people are interfacing with whatever game they're playing. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there is a show called Power, and... Yeah, uh, on Stars. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, Power Book 2 is called Ghost, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and there's a scene in one of the episodes where uh one of the like one of the grown up characters is playing 
I I think Call of Duty with one of the kids and like they're playing against each other, but like they're doing that TV thing where as they're playing the game, they're like mashing buttons and like going crazy on the controller and then like which like, is not how like playing those games work. Well, that's I mean, the like, thing maybe is, for like, some people, and like <laughs> well, that's maybe a, for some people, but you're not going to succeed. Yeah, but that's the thing is that like as somebody who has played quite a few first-person shooters on console, like I know that right, and like so I fixate on it. But like I'm sure that the millions of people watching Power probably there are probably millions of people watching Power who didn't even notice that, but for some reason like it stuck out to me. Oh and, yeah, also. <laughs> So one that has stuck out with me for a while is is like super bad when Michael Sarah is like playing a game. Not only is it holding it a little bit like awkwardly, like his like hands don't work fully, yeah. but like he's like tilting it like it's a Wiimote. Sure. And like and like there's times where I definitely have like you know straightened out my shoulders, like yeah. resituated in front of me, like you know yeah. get down to business, <laughs> get the optimal like body stance. But I've never like I don't. Like, in first-person shooters or, like, in, like even maybe driving games, like, I'm not, like, paying attention. I'm like, oof, turn, turn, turn. <laughs> like, like maybe, like, turning my body. But, like, not in these kind of games. Yeah. And, it, and so, like, when I was looking up, like, games, bad examples and, like, things that people do, like, poorly in this, um, I found an article uh, talk from somebody who did a bunch of uh, – did a – like actually there's a couple different gaming advertisement shoots and like where they did like videos for like, I think they did one for Nintendo and he did one for uh, Microsoft with different products. And he's, and he was talking about how, Oh no, he was doing it. Yeah. The one for Nintendo he did for like a Rabbids game. Mm-hmm. And so he's like playing, ends up like playing this game, like in between shoots, like, like apparently like Ubisoft like actually put the game like in the thing. And he's like, focused on it so when they started rolling he's just like playing it and they had to like remind him a couple times like hey like we need you animated and because like obviously they're trying to sell a game sure and so i see like and so i've seen like a lot of i saw like when i was looking for it and like actors playing games badly i saw a bunch of commercials but and i think that they all get in the past because they're trying to sell a product not necessarily trying to say they're playing the game yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and but the one that made me laugh the most and i remember this commercial t- honestly too is beyonce playing the ds for like rhythm heaven and she is just stabbing the fuck out of this <laughs> like it, i mean she could afford she, it she is like <laughs> she could afford it she could she looks so happy and serene and she's just like hitting the shit out of it like, and, like, I just imagine it. Real rhythm too. If like if I if it was like my DS that she was borrowing, like every time I just like, hey, just could you, just if you could just, you don't need to. But you know, it's uh, I don't know. I I think, but like I, even even beyond that though, like I think about like about when TV shows and movies have like fake video games in them and they give them like very obviously fake video game names like like gravestorm or something like that and (laughs) and... yeah which is which is fine because it reminds me of goosebumps and like where you don't like you didn't really say licensed product names (laughs) and i know it's all content rights but like kind of going back to that we talked a little bit earlier like what is with that because like 
so I know with like, so I know with like streaming services and like TV, specifically streaming services, if they want like content on demand, they have to get like for the show, but not just the show, but like background music, subtitles, if they're going to be embedded or if your company is going to make your own. Um, That's why like you'll see with like a bunch of services, like um, Netflix or something like they'll have like the Japanese dub version, but not the English dub version Yeah. because like different companies own those different vocal rights. Right. So like, is that how it is with video games? Like, I mean, I guess it kind of has to be. Yeah, it kind of has to be because they're like, they're a product like anything else. Right. So, uh, cause like, cause like, like there's so many times like with games that you'll see like, 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 like I said, like the Halo or like Final Fantasy, where you see the video but not the audio, and I can't help but to think that this is like has to either be a creative choice because it doesn't sound video gaming enough, or it sounds too violent, or yeah. it doesn't flow with the conversation, um, something like that. Um, but then like you also like they also you also just have like uh like just times where they do use like the different name but i've also seen like hey that's like you're saying this name but like that's that's footage from this game <laughs> yeah that's uh, this game i, I, th- I see it and i i think with something like I halo the content rights go i think with something like halo there could be and i'm sure there's like a very there's like a very cut and dry actual answer to this but like my speculation is without having actually looked it up is like I think with something like Halo that has like that might have like dialogue in the background or something, like that could perhaps provide some kind of distraction while people are trying to talk over it or something. I don't know. Um, but then again, that's easy to get around, right? Because like just like if you're gonna do Halo, just like load up a multiplayer map or something and then just like just go for it. But I don't know. I don't. I feel like it has. I feel like yeah. the most likely thing is probably some kind of rights issue or something. Yeah, rights or some sort of like directorial change. Yeah. Um. Uh. So another thing that I that noticed is, and we kind of touched a little bit about it. It's just like the wrong controllers for it, or controlling it poorly. Yeah. Because. Or the controller's um, not even on. I never on. saw it. Or it's not even <laughs> on. Um, like so, like t- I-, I never watched it, but apparently there's this like the Amazon video thing called Ten Star. Where one of the police officers is playing like Gears of War at his like police desk, but he's just like hitting the mouse to like shoot it. He's not aiming. Sure. Not mouse. He's hitting the space bar. Not yeah. even. He's not touching the mouse. He's just hitting the space bar and like killing. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you want, if you were so inclined, you could certainly map the space bar to be the shoot button. Why you would do that, I have no idea. But you could. But there's no, But he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't like. He wasn't. He wasn't changing his like his thing. Yeah. Like, Gears of War is not a rail shooter. You have to aim. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I, um, I, don't, I don't know. That's that's weird. So, but another one is, like, that's a pretty famous one, is, like, The Sopranos. They have, like, one of the main guys, like, playing Mario Kart with this kid. But he doesn't press the, like, the button, like, for gas. He only does, he does it one-handed and yeah. only does directions and yeah. somehow comes in fourth place. That's how the game works. So. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever played Mario Kart. Before, obviously but, not i mean that's how it works and kind of also yeah and kind of falling in the same line i've also seen quite often in movies and shows like where they have like a game boy or a ds or some handheld where it's very visibly has no game inside of it yeah uh, uh one example <laughs> is, is like malcolm in the middle 
It happens a couple times. And then, um, this one I just kind of found, like, a little bit more interesting. So, I know it's on Netflix now, like, atypical. Um, there's, like, a scene where, uh, the guy is, like, talking to his friends over chat. And he's talking, like, as a shooter. He's like, no, we were supposed to be at the drop point, like, in this section. Um, uh, but on the screen is very obviously, like, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, it's straight on to the TV. <laughs> you can tell that it's not a shooter. <laughs> there's no other people around yeah just, like moving around over rocks and stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh you know it's funny though because like i feel like and that's like and that's a like teenager it's like you would think that he would like <laughs> well like i mean he, he might have been like and he, like he, he i mean we're assuming how much like creative input that that actor is allowed like i mean fair you know, he could just like. It seemed like he knew how to play a game. Yeah, so but he gets like points on that. I mean, the director says do this, then you just do it. Like I'm here to get paid, not you know. But uh, and again, I tell them how to do their job. <laughs> sure, <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I I think that a lot of with a lot of this stuff, like I I give I give you know TV and movies a pass just because like you know most of the time that's not why we're there. But, like, I think that, like, I think the most egregious examples, and we've talked about this, like, a few years ago, I think the most egregious examples are the way video games are represented by people who make and market video games. Uh, <laughs> because, like, and this is, this, is, this is kind of an outdated thing because the people don't really do it anymore. But, uh, like, I think back to the first time I saw a demo for... Um, for the first division game. And I remember it was, <laughs> I remember it was one of those on stage demo things and they were like Oh yeah. <laughs> on stage demos some of them are real bad. And like they were like they were just, just the way that they talk to each other and like the way that they interact with like each other and the game is just like nobody nobody plays like that. Nobody talks like that. I've been in quite a few uh, the, the, uh, sessions of the division, and no one talks like that. No one says "check your six or uh, or any of that crap. <laughs> it's just it's just funny because like, and I I know that it's like meant to kind of uh, illustrate like how truly immersive the experience of playing this video game can be, but it always comes across as I hack think, and, and disingenuous. I think I think I think the Anthem one did that too when they did the demo of that, uh, where they I was just like. I don't know any team or squadron that talks like you yeah. guys do. Like this yeah. isn't. And, and don't get me wrong. This I isn't am, how humans interact. I am. I am certain that in every shooter, and especially like especially tactical military shooters, there's probably a group of people who like does all that military lingo crap. But like that is. I mean, like whatever yuck, whatever yucks your yum, I guess. Yeah, but it's just it just seems so like weird to me and like especially like the the slow pan of the camera because nobody does that uh but i mean i don't know and like in every instance of that it's just them trying to sell a product and so i kind of get it but at the same time it's just like it's i don't it's 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 disengaging because it's not the way people it's, actually it's, interact yeah, with it's, video it's, games it's, I, was just, I was i was about to say it's disingenuous it's not sincere but you uh, but yeah, no, like, 
And then uh, I think I just wanted to bring up one other thing is this isn't like as there, I can't think of as many of examples of this, but I also know that I have seen movies and games or, or movies and shows where I'm like, are they sponsored by this game? Like, are they like, how much money is this game pl- paying yeah. to be in this movie or like, in a, or like show like rage? Uh, there's like a character in like breaking bad Je- that apparently Jesse played Pinkman. rage for like a, yeah, for like a really long time in the episode where like a lot of people are like, did Rage just like pay to be in this? Well, so like, see, here's the my my thing about that episode <laughs> is, well, the game he's playing doesn't the, the version of Rage he's playing doesn't actually exist, because uh, he's playing he's playing Rage as a light gun shooter, which don't get me wrong would be very cool. I would love to play Rage as a light gun shooter, but that game doesn't exist. At least not in any any in like any place that I have seen, but um, it's also like it's also the 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 context of them showing that game is like in a very kind of like it's kind of there's a very dark connotation behind that because he's also like trying to forget about the fact that I think that I think that was after he had killed somebody. So- so it's like he's yeah, also that was one of the few ones on the list I couldn't find like I couldn't find a video for but yeah. like I saw like pictures of but I didn't see like in the pictures I saw it did not have a light gun in it yeah and that's really fucking funny <laughs> and like it's just what what gets me is that like he's trying to he's trying to get his mind off the fact that like I don't remember if it was he murdered somebody or he watched someone get murdered it was one of the two but like he, he's obviously trying to distract himself from the fact that someone was murdered and he's playing this fucking game. And he's like obviously very distraught and upset, and I was like, "That's a very weird way to market your video game." But it's did cool. they did they pay to be in it? I mean, probably uh, somebody like money money exchanged hands in some form for that to happen. But like, but I mean, that's, that's that's by name. They didn't, they didn't call it Gravestorm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like the the funny thing about it is that like. They like I, I go back to the fact that they showed a version of that game that doesn't actually exist. So it's yeah, just... there's a lot of games they I've seen that they use light guns for or some peripheral. I'm like that doesn't that's not. I kind of I I kind of also. I mean like I mean I guess. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I kind of just also wanted to use this opportunity since we're on the topic of talking about like movies that are specifically either inspired by or about video games and like i just think that oh, there's so many of them i just think about like oh, we've done a show about it a couple years ago uh so like i just i really don't and i'm not talking about like actual like i'm not talking like mortal Kombat or super mario Bros. or anything like that i mean like you know i i i, I think about movies that are like specifically very like referential prince of persia well, no, not even, like, not licensed off, like, a specific game, but, like, referencing video games and, like, having, like, little... Ready, ready little, Player One? Like, st- stuff like that, which, like, I don't know. A lot of people have a lot of, like, uh, reverence for Ready Player One. Um, I personally don't get I think it. It's, I think it's hooky and a hack <laughs> and a gimmick. Like, I like, think that you're just trying to use nostalgia to write, tell a story that's not very interesting or, like you know, new or yeah. refreshing. I, I, it's just like, hey, I remember that. I also love Iron Giant. Cool. And I, I know that I know that people who really enjoy Ready Player One and are listening to this are gonna are gonna give me shit about it. But like I just I can't I've never been into like 
referential shit like that. Like, it's just because it seems like it just comes off as like, ugh, it just comes off as weird to me. And like, some of it, like, uh, like, maybe not necessarily just for video games, but like, um, I mean, it's not like for one for one, but like things like uh, like Disenchantment, where it's like obviously like kind of like a medieval like D and D story. Yeah. Uh, but like it's like, and then there's like things that like obviously like oh, this is a trope from like this thing. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I feel like there's like definitely like there are are times where it can be like good, but I do think it has to be not such a like in your face kind of way, like more like a cheeky nod or homage. Yeah, and I don't know. I just think that like. I think that there is a way to create a kind of, like, to create, like, a media that appeals to people who do have this as a hobby without being so, like, it's it just seems like a weird sort of pandering kind of thing, where it's like, hey, you guys remember that thing? Or you guys, hey, you guys remember this thing? It's just, I just, I hate that, because it's just, like, it shows that, like, the value... Oh, the the well the value it shows to me that communicates that you believe that the value of this thing is in how often you can invoke things that I remember or like, and it just comes off as just lame to me, um, you know. And I feel like I feel like I I do really feel like I'm in the minority with that, but like I I find it really hard and like really awkward to like sit through stuff like that, um. You know, and likes it and like wants a nostalgia tour, then like go power to them. Yeah. But if like anyone's gonna say that it's like a masterpiece or like reinventing the wheel, they can go fuck it. It like it makes but me, like like a movie that comes to mind is the the Gerard Butler vehicle gamer, in which uh <laughs> so the the premise of the movie, for those of you who haven't heard of it or seen it, is that in the uh, not Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> well, no, you're thinking of Real Steel, but... Uh... Oh, shit. I actually... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, like, okay, so the premise is in the not-too-distant future, uh, people can uh, sign into this service that allows them to remotely control actual living human beings in a video game-like environment in many different kinds of contexts, most popular being, <laughs> like, a, a sort of a, shoot, a first-person shooter style Deathmatch, and so uh, it's just that movie is just. So does it mean he, he can't shoot his gun unless like the person controlling him tells him to shoot the gun? Exactly, he's got some kind of like implant or something that he like that he'll re- he. But rel- what if the person's like bad at it and like he was like, no, 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 we should do this. That that comes up in uh in the movie. Okay. He's just like like th- I, f- I forget because I I haven't seen that movie in in a while, but. At some point, Gerard Butler, like, because I think the the user can hear him talking, and like Gerard Butler says something like, "like I hope you're good at this game," or like, "Don't let me die," or some shit like that. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just dumb. And like all that shit is dumb. And I would. And like, I mean, I feel, I feel like you would. I mean, like people are bad at games. Like I know that I like if I try to do that, I'd be killing somebody. And like I mean, those bodies gonna be piling up. That's a, that's a lot of volunteers for death. Yeah, and I also feel like it's and I don't know what the it's not, it's not really viable. I don't know. I also I, doing like, I also always assume that like movies like that always have some kind of overarching message that they're trying to convey. 
and I could never I could never really parse that one out, especially considering that this movie came out in a time where even then, in the 21st century, people are kind of, you know, really on top of like the correlation between first person shooters and, you know, real world violence and making a movie that kind of that like merges the two is kind of is just like a very like strange narrative choice to me. Uh, but, you know, I guess any movie that contains Gerard Butler and Ludacris in the same movie is probably questionable anyway. Um, <laughs> nah, now I just now I actually want to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, love Luda. I think I, I mean I think that like if, if if for nothing else that movie is worth watching as like a curiosity, but it is by no means a good but movie. Also, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's the monks. The message is people are monsters. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and but of course, like the most the most recent example that I have with that stuff is is uh is on the most recent like the the most recent season of Black Mirror with the 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 episode uh titled Striking Vipers. Uh uh I have not seen it and don't spoil it for me. Okay. Well, I will say I... that um you should actually you should I want you to watch that episode of the show and then I want you to get back to me about what you think of it because i watched it and i thought <laughs> all right just leave leave the, leave the recording open i'll go watch it now <laughs> <laughs> i watched it and like i thought it was hilarious and it wasn't even supposed to be hilarious it just was but like i just i watched it and i was like i it... watch it and i'm just like i'm just crying it like crying good monster <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, i can promise you that will not be your reaction uh but like you know you watch it and it's like is this what like they think that people who play video games like want is like this is like this is the this is the desire that people who play video games have and like anybody who's listening to this who has seen this episode knows what I'm talking about. But um, all right, I, all right, leave it that. We'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you. But it's like it's stuff, so, um, it's it's definitely stuff like that that's like comes off as like really weird and like this sounds like you don't know anybody who plays video games at all, do you? Or maybe you know too many. I don't know, but. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk, we've been doing some, uh, like, heavier topics that have been fun and interesting, but it is something that, like, I've been kind of, like, thinking about noticing lately, and, I don't know, I had fun talking about this. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh. uh, I mean, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, uh, video games were a mistake. Um, I'm going to add, uh, video games are a, like, multi-billion dollar business, and if you can, um, have people fake shooting guns, and playing instruments to a marginal degree, or playing sports, I think that, like, just tell them how to hold a controller, and, you know, basic stuff, basic stuff. Also, anybody who knows why sound the background sounds might have been changed on any of these, please let me know. I could not find after like ten minutes googling. I'm not gonna Google anymore. <laughs> the answer's not out there for me. Um, <laughs> and then, but as far as like this week goes, we do have our last segment, which is "Help Me, Tommy One Kenobi, You're Our Only Hope," where every week we play video games that our co-host and friend Tom likes 
and he is much better at games than we are. Nope. And, uh, you know, just he's better at games than I am. There we go. And I just really, really want to see if playing all these games that Tom likes will make me better at video games. And this week, we played Subsurface Circular. Um, this is probably one of the more fascinating video games that I have played in a very long time. So, when you brought it up, like, when we should play it this week, I, or last week, I, um, I, for, I forgot that, like, I knew that it sounded familiar, but I forgot that, that I've seen this, or I downloaded it. Yeah. Because I think it's on iOS, too. Because, or I played it at Tom's house on his stuff. Because I know that I've played this before, and I know what this looks like. And so, when I, uh, I downloaded it on my Switch, and... So when I saw the picture of it, I was like, oh shit, like, and instantly remembered it. And it's like the other games we've been playing. It's a Tom-ass game. Yeah. It's one of those Tom-ass games that fits with Shanae-ass games. Yeah. And, and the, like, visual novel aspect of it. Yeah. Similar to when we were ta- talking about earlier with, like, them playing video games as a uh, way to move the story along in some of these s- scenes. Obviously, the train fits that, too. Yeah. Like, instead of having, like, a, a traditional, like, level thing... You still are doing, like, the, like, choices, talking aspect of visual novel-esque games. Um, but you are on this train, and you have these stops, and it feels like you're moving further along yeah. in the game than you probably would with other games. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that aspect. Besides, like, having genuinely interesting and different personalities in the robots. Yeah. Besides the listeners, I didn't really ha- see a lot of them that were the exact same, like, like even 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 ones that were like of the same designation or type like they even they even spoke differently but like i didn't know i did i went to this oh. go ahead also for anybody who doesn't who doesn't listen to other episodes subsurface circular is a game oh, where yeah. you are a detective <laughs> robot on a train you don't move from the spot and at every stop like uh or like uh robots will come in and out and you are trying to investigate multiple different issues, and you do that by talking to them, and the choices you make like affect things later. Yeah, uh, but like, man, I got into the I um, I didn't I went to this game not really under like knowing what to expect. Um, I knew basically what the game was, um, but I didn't know. Yeah, robot detective. Yeah, but <laughs> I didn't really I didn't really know like, you know how into it I would be. But like, I got it. I. You know, I started playing it, and like within ten minutes, I was just like, I was like, I kept, I pull on a thread, and I'm just like, I want to see where this thread goes, and then like I answer, I answer question, I got I get answer, I find an answer to my question, but that gives me more questions, and I have a question that needs to be answered, but in order to answer that question, I got to answer this other question, and there's just like a series of rabbit holes that I fell into in that game, and it's just the like these conversations with these like. With these robots is just like they're all just so they're just so fascinating. Like they're just like there's just like this really it's like it's this really interesting like while even though we're talking about robots, there's like a lot of kind of conversations that like revolve around like human nature and uh and like it's just it's very it's very cool. Well, like how far their programming goes. Yeah. Like there's a lot of them that like like, um, when you get into, like, that, I think it's, like, the second or third one was, like, you get the access code so you yeah. can talk to the sponsorship robot. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, there's also things like that where they talk about it being, like, um, 
where it being like, isn't that kind of scary that that exists? And then when you do, uh, like, turn off his sponsorship so you can have a real conversation with him, um, he, like, he's like, oh, thank you. It's kind of liberating, like, not having to talk about this, like, energy cell thing. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, and he... And then he's like, yeah, was like, he's like, sorry, I didn't get your consent before turning, turning it off. He's like, yeah, I consent would have been ideal in the situation, but like, I appreciate it. And even that seems like, uh, wasn't really something I was expecting to be like, like conversation options. Yeah. Uh, in this thing. Yeah. And, and it's because it, some of them also have like human personalities because they're programmed to, I think it's more varied and interesting because like what's programming and what's what's part of this very obvious AI that exists in the coding. What's funny about it is like the robots are aware, like they're all very aware of like the limits of their intelligence. And I, I, yeah. I, I talked to, I talked to this cause they have like tiers like that they're, that they're designated to depending on yeah. their job. And I talked to this one robot who like worked in assembly and he's like a low intelligence robot. And so he knows that he's low intelligence and he's like, He's like, I don't know a whole lot. I'll try to answer your questions, but I mean, we'll see. And like, he just, and like, I asked him, like, I, cause I'm asking him about, like, do you, ha have you seen anything weird going on lately? And he was like, you know, I don't really see anything Stur outside. Uh, disappearances. Yeah. And I was like, I don't really see anything outside of my work. Like, I do work and then, and that's it. And so, um, but like, I think the most, like, the most interesting one that I, that I found was I talked to this robot who was who was a soldier and he wanted he was like he was hoping that I was a priest because he's feeling guilt about the other robots that he killed and I remember I asked him why would you build a robot that felt guilt and he was like why would you build something that can kill without giving it the ability to feel guilt and I was like that's a very good point <laughs> uh, oh, shit. I don't think I got I don't think I got to that one or I didn't pick that option. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so like these, and it's like, and I've never really been like a, um, like a visual novel person. That's just never. Robots? <laughs> well, I've never really been a visual novel person. Cause that's never really been my vibe. Cause I tend to find more enjoyment out of things that are more interactive, but like going through all these conversations and like trying to find like which thread leads where is like, was like very, very engrossing to me. Um, because it's like a puzzle game. Yeah. It's a visual novel. Because no, normally with visual novels, like, it'll still go on and it'll go to different stories. But you don't have, like, clear objectives like you do in this one because, like, because you are detective. And also, like, it's not just one overarching story. There's, like, multiple, like, co like conversations and objectives you'll hit throughout it. Yeah. Which is different than a lot of other visual novel-esque games. Like, um, I mean, like, things like Danganronpa, you have, like, they, like, I mean, they have this trial and other things like that, which, like, I guess you could, like, which definitely is similar, but it's not as contained as this one. So it's almost in certain ways, like, more fast-paced, because you're not moving from area to area, but you're still, so you're just constantly doing these puzzles, but it feels organic. And I also feel, like, a sense of urgency, like, when I'm having these conversations, because, like, even as you're because talking, the, 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 train's train, moving. the train's still moving, and, like, well, like, I gotta finish this up before we get to the next stop, because I have that other robot over there that I need to talk to, and I don't want him getting off the train before I have a chance to talk to him. Um, and so it's, it's, and so you, you find yourself kind of strategically choosing, like, okay, what do I want to bring up to this guy? 
where do I, th- what I think he can tell me about these different things. I don't, I don't have the time to, to ask him about every single uh, focus point that I have. Um, but it's a fascinating game. It's one of the, it's probably one of the more fascinating games that I've ever played. Um, and I, I'm actually, I want to, I definitely want to spend more time with it because uh, I really liked, I really liked like all the conversations I had. And I even, and I feel like there are more paths that I, that I hadn't explored, so I, I. I know there's there's such there's such a feel feeling of FOMO with this game where I'm yeah. like, but like did I did I miss something? Yeah. Did I did I miss? <laughs> I want to see what the deal is with the with, with the listeners, uh, because the okay, so listeners are these robots that just sit there. They have these headphones on, and all they're doing is listening to music, and like you can't talk to them because they can't hear you, and so you just have one sided conversations with them, and I want to know what their deal is. I, I also do too. I was going to ask you if you've gotten any of them to talk to you because I have not been successful. No, yet. I've tried to talk to three of them and none of them would talk to me. Um, but like, I've also talked to three of them. I, so there's there was one kind of there's one kind of like sad little exchange that I had in the game where I was talking to this robot and like one of the questions I could ask him is, "Have human beings ever physically attacked you? Have humans ever physically attacked you?" And then yeah, and then he was like. And he was like, well, he was like, yeah, I'm a big robot, so I'm an easy target. And Asimov's law made those made Asimov's law, which is like, you know, the laws of robotics or whatever that keeps like, for, yeah. that keeps the robots from harming humans. And so he's like, so that makes those fights pretty one sided. But and I was like, oh, that's, I feel so bad for this guy because he just has to sit there getting his ass kicked and not being able to do anything about it. But I also uh, like the ones that were it's like was asking about the like humans being dissatisfied yeah. or whatever, like discontent or whatever. And like the ones are like, well, they don't allow people like me around humans. I'm just like, Oh, <laughs> or techs like me. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah. I, yeah. So, I'd be around you, buddy. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's very, and it's, it's it, what's fascinating to me about the game is like how much is getting done in such a, like a, in a confined space. Oh, you know what else? I like the librarian. Too. I think those are interesting. Yeah, but... but the idea of like the tubes being quiet—that was interesting too. Yeah. So. And then. I don't know. I. I've, yeah. I yeah. think. I think that. Uh, I think that the writing in the game is very is very smart. Uh, there's a lot of very clever dialogue there, and um, you know, I. You know. What? What's up? Oh no, you're good. I, there was a delay, so I thought you were done. I apologize. I'm done. No, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, so I I played uh, Last of Us the episode, the and weirdly enough, probably not just because I keep playing that same uh, scene over and over again. Uh, I actually got a lot further than I normally do. I still didn't still didn't make it to the next part. Sure. But I didn't die instantly. Nice. So I mean, improvement's improvement. Yeah. I say Tom Selden. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> here we go. We're 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 we'll have The Last of Us one beaten by January two thousand twenty three. Counting on it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't actually remember how uh, long that game is, but uh, I bet you could do it. Put it on baby ass baby mode and just go through it. I am on baby ass baby mode. Oh, it's the situation is more dire than I thought. <laughs> no, I'm on I'm on normal mode. I could uh I uh. But yeah, as far as that goes, uh, yeah, good game. Um, so I think that's all we have this week. If you yeah. want to listen to us, uh, we're on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, 
Podomatic, Spotify. If you want to see our beautiful faces, we're on the YouTubes. Yep. Uh, we have a Discord. Yep. And we have uh, we have an email that we're working on. And I think that's it. Okay, yeah. That's... Bye, guys. Later. <laughs>